Hey fam, hello, hello, hello. Family, I am here with a word. And in this word, we are going to talk about the presence of God. The one true living God, okay? The God over the heavens and the earth, child. The Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. The I am who is I am, child. Yes, Jesus Christ. We are going to talk about dwelling in his presence. And, um, <laughs> Lord, he just kept on bringing back to me Exodus 33. I'm going to read it. But one thing, right? So, like, I was talking to the Lord and I was like, Lord, like, every day I want to be in your presence, right? I'm like, every day I want to be in your presence. And you know what he told me? He told me, he said, well, then don't shrink back. Even when you make a mistake, come to me. Don't hide from me. Don't run from me. Come to me. The only one that can remove me out of his presence is me. Is if I decide to turn and walk away. You feel me? Like when Adam and Eve sinned, the Lord went to them and they hid from him but God was just like he wanted to talk to him he's wanted to talk to him he wanted to make things right right he's just so good um so we go to Exodus 33 it says the Lord God said to Moses get going you and the people you brought up from the land of Egypt go up to the land I swear to give Abraham Isaac and Jacob I told them I will give this land to your descendants and I will send an angel before you to drive out the Canaanites the Amorites the Hittites the Perizzites Hivites and Jezebites go up to the land that flows with milk and honey but I will not travel among you for you are a stubborn and rebellious people if I did I will surely destroy you along the way when the people heard these stern words they went into mourning and stopped wearing their jewelry and fine clothes. For the Lord had told Moses to tell them, you are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I were to travel with you for even a moment, I would destroy you. Remove your jewelry and fine clothes while I decide what to do with you. So from that time they left Mount Sinai, the Israelites were no, wore no more jewelry or fine clothes. It was Moses's practice to take, to take the tent of meeting. And set it up some distance from the camp. Everyone who wanted to make a request of the Lord will go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent of meeting, all the people would get up and stand in the entrances of their own tents. They would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside. As he went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and hover at his entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. When the people saw the cloud standing at the entrance, of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Afterwards, Moses would return to camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, remained behind in the tent of meeting. Mm, this, this is my part right here. One day, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me I know you by name and I look favorably on you. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your way so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. See, 
Moses had relationship with the Lord. It wasn't nothing religious about what was going on in that tent and meeting. But the Lord would talk to Moses face to face, like how you would talk to a friend. And that is the desire that God has with you. He wants to just talk to you. He wants to be one with you. A lot of people, right, are waiting to enter heaven when they die. Like they take their last breath on this side. But can I tell you that the kingdom of heaven is here among us. The kingdom of heaven is here. And I want to ask you this question to make you just think. Are you standing outside the gates just not even realizing that you can enter in? Are you outside of the gates just looking like one day I'll be there? Or are you tapping in daily to heaven on earth? The kingdom of heaven is among you. Jesus would say, repent for your sins for the kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom of heaven is among you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Okay? And remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, if you don't personally go with us, um, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and your people? If you don't go with us, for your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all the people, other people on the earth. So God's presence sets you apart. When you carry the presence of God, it sets you apart. And I can just go on and on about God's presence because it's amazing. But sometimes, right, you might not even know that you carry the weight of his presence so heavy in your life. Because you're just in such fellowship, right? Like how when Moses came back to the Israelites and his face was, was glowing and they were afraid. Moses like, this was regular. I was just talking to the Lord. And that's how God wants to transform you by just talking to you, by just walking with you, by just being with you. If you will allow him in, he will do it. It says, the Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I look favorably on you, and I know you by name. Moses responded, then show me your glorious presence. The Lord replied, I will make all my goodness pass before you and call out my name, Yahweh, before you. For I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. But you may not directly look at my face, for no one may see me and live. The Lord continue, look, stand near me on this rock. As my glorious presence passes by, I will hide you in the crevice of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and let you see me from behind. But my face will not be seen. I want you to desire the presence of God like Moses. Moses like, let all your goodness walk past me. Ask the Lord, say, Lord, I just want to witness all your goodness. I've heard what you said. You said you look favorably on me. You say that you with me. You say that I'm, that I'm set apart. But let me see your goodness. God is not going to rebuke you for asking. Ask him to see all his goodness just go past you. Like, Lord, can I witness your goodness? I just want to see how good you are. 
See, the Lord, he wants you just to desire him, not his hand, not what's in his hand, not the presence that he can give you, but his presence. That's what he wants you to desire, just being with him, talking to him, looking forward to waking up in the morning because he, he you'll be able to talk to him. Looking forward to going to sleep at night because you get to dream and he's there. That's how God wants you to be. Right? So we're going to go to the next chapter. And we're going to go to verse 5. It says, Then the Lord came down in a cloud and stood there with him. And he called out his own name, Yahweh. The Lord passed in front of Moses calling out Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations. Moses immediately threw himself down to the ground and worshipped. Immediately, when the Lord just allow him to get a taste of his goodness. When he announced his stuff, when he said who he was, when he got to see the back of the goodness, he didn't get to see the whole goodness because he couldn't see all of it. He got to see a part of the goodness. And the first thing Moses did was worship. First thing Moses did is worship. So can I tell you something? In your worship, you'll tap into a different realm. In your worship, you will begin to invite the presence of God in. It just comes natural. It's a natural. When you are inviting the presence in your worshiping, you just telling the Lord. Like sometimes worshiping don't got to be singing. You worshiping is telling him, you know, you are the I am that's I am. You are the alpha, the omega, the first, the last, the beginning and the end. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are El Oh, wait, hold on. What's, what's your name, Lord? What's the other name? Elohim. You are Elohim, Lord. You are Yahweh. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are El Shaddai. You just saying who he is and, and you announcing him and acknowledging him. He will show you who he is. Listen, he just showed you right here when he announced his stuff, he showed his stuff. When you begin to, to seek after him and you begin to call on his name, Jehovah Rapha, when you begin to say what you need to say, God will show up in the midst. That's what some of you need to do. You need to begin to worship by announcing him, Yahweh. The God of compassion, slow to get angry, but filled with unfailing love. The one that lavishes faithfulness and love to a to a thousand generations, child. Listen, you gotta, you have to just worship him. Just worship him and don't think too hard. Be free. Where the presence of God is, there's freedom. It's freedom there. It's liberty there. So just praise him. That's it. Worship him. What Moses, but I want to see you. He desire. He had a desire in his heart to see the goodness of God. Just be like, Lord, I just want to see you. That's the goodness of God. Not about what he can give you, but just about the goodness of God. 
the good. I want to see you. He's good. So, and he said, oh, Lord, if it is true that I have found favor with you, then please travel with us. Yes, this is a stubborn and rebellious people, but please forgive our iniquity and our sins. Claim us as your own special possession. The Lord replied, listen, I am making a covenant with you in the presence of all your people. I'll perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere on all the earth or in any nation. And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord, the awesome power I will display for you. Listen, listen. God is saying he will perform signs and wonders. He looks favorably on you. He wants to go with you. He doesn't want you going into the land by yourself. The whole purpose of the land is to be with him. We talked about that in the episode yesterday. The, the, the land is the presence of God. We're going back into the presence of God. That's the land flowing with milk and honey. It's the presence of God. It's where God is providing. That's It's the land where we have rest. God is offering you rest today. Will you receive it? For so long, you have, you have been thinking that you have to go to heaven when you die. Like the last breath died. But the Lord says, no, if you die to yourself, if you die to the flesh, you can tap into the kingdom of heaven. Can I take you to Revelations, the book of Revelations, chapter 21. And I want to take you, mm, child, let me read, I'll read at the top. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. God is saying he's making everything new. And then he said to me, write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, it is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worship, and all liars, their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. See, not a lot of people be like, oh, I, I believe in Jesus because I don't want to go to hell. No, it's not. It, it's deeper. It's deeper. It's deeper than that. It's deeper. When you truly desire God, you just want to be in his presence. 
And the mere thought, like just how Jesus on the on the cross, the mere thought, even when he was in the garden, right? And he was starting to realize, like, yo, I gotta really do this thing, right? And you see how he was he said he felt forsaken. It the most painful thing he went through was having to be separated. Was was having to be separated from God. Listen, figure it out. How did he separate himself from himself? I don't know, but he did. And what I'm telling you is the most, the most, the thing that I, the thing that I, I would say, I'm trying to think how I want to word this. I just don't want to go to hell. I don't want to be away from God's presence. Hell is not a good place. It's not. But what's worse is, is that God's not there. His presence isn't there. And it was a time, right, that I can say that I didn't know about the presence of God. And when I look back to that time, that was like hell on earth because I didn't know him. I was living outside his gates. Covered in sins. Dirty, despised, rejected, outcast, not understanding why I was even here. Lonely, depressed, right? And when I think back to that, I'm just like, how, could, how, did, how, how was I able to survive? But because God's grace, right? Because God's grace, he still was, he, he still was with me. He still was protecting me. He still had a plan for my life. It wasn't over yet. So I only can imagine being in hell and that's it. There's no other chance. I can never get back into the presence of God. That's horrible. That's that's the worst part. Is not being able to get back into the presence of God. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's hot. I'm pretty sure it ain't the best place to be. But the worst thing is that I couldn't witness the goodness of God anymore. Mm. That's that's it right there. When I had that epiphany one day, when I was just sitting there and I'm like, you know, a lot of times people just don't want to go to hell because, you know, it's hot and all that. And it's just like, you ain't, you ain't getting no accommodations you it's just you just there burning but what's worse is knowing that this whole time god wanted you and you didn't want him even because the bible says nothing can separate you from god's love he still loves you but you chose to separate yourself like that's the worst thing to choose to separate yourself from god and can i add this it starts now are you living a life that's separated from god do you incorporate God in everything that you do? Do you live for Jesus? Because if you're not, I'm I'm here to tell you, you witnessing a living hell when you when you don't when you don't understand that the presence of God is where it's at. You can have a house, the core, the kids, the men, the finance, you have it all, but if you don't got Jesus, you got nothing. 
What does that profit a man? To gain the world but lose his soul. So my prayer for you, part of my prayer for you today is to want to dwell in the presence of God all the days of your life. Because it's good. The goodness of God. The goodness of God. Don't separate yourself any longer from the Lord. But come close to him. Come close. And he will come close to you. Want desire. I pray that in the name of Jesus, that God gives you a desire in your heart. Like he says in Ezekiel, that he will give you a new heart. And he will place his spirit in you. And he'll take out your stubborn, stony heart. And the heart that he gives you will make you want to obey him and be obedient to him. I pray that that's what happens in your life in the name of Jesus. Because everything else in this earth is vanity. Everything else in this earth don't mean nothing. It is about being right with your creator. Knowing your creator. And allowing him to teach you about his creation, which is you. You're his creation. And he loves you. He wants to be with you. He showed you on the cross that there is nothing that he was willing not to do to get you. He did everything. He was willing to do it all. To the point where he bore your sins. He took your punishment. So you can be with him. That's how much you mean to him. And when that sets in... That's when that fire is going to start to ignite within you. Is when that sets in. That he gave up his life. He humbled himself. He took on the role of a slave. Just for you. So then guess what? You don't want to be a coward anymore. You don't want to be an unbeliever anymore. You don't want to be corrupt. You don't want to be a murderer. You don't want to be immoral. You don't want to practice witchcraft or idol worship or lie. You don't want to do it anymore. And that's when true repentance starts. True repentance starts. True repentance starts is when you witness the goodness and the presence of God. See, you can have somebody preach to you. That, you know, it's a sin to do this, this, and that. But it's a difference when you're in relationship with God. I don't want to hurt him. Do I make mistakes? Yes. Do I fall short? Yes. But do I want to? No, I don't. I truly don't. But what I've learned is I still come to him even when it happens, even when I fall short, even when I mess up, I still come to him. I don't I don't shrink back and, and be like, you don't want me. Because I remember child when I used to like fall short, when I first like began to be like all out for Jesus and I was falling short and stuff like. I would just be like, you don't want me. Like, there's no way you will want me, right? 
And um, I like we got through it. But I remember watching this episode of The Chosen, and it was a Mary Baxley, right? And one thing he said that was like a banger that like I just like it made me cry when he was like, "That's not much of a redemption if you could lose it in a day." You, it's not much of a redemption if you lose it in the day. That's that's like not a really a good story if it's just over. But God's goodness is so good. Like I, I all I can say is just so good because He changes your heart. It was a time that I lived for me, just about what I wanted, just about what I needed. But when I began to walk with the Lord, it became less about me and more about Him. And it gradually happens. It gradually happens. But one thing I can tell you is, you want to become holy. You want to be holy. You strive for holiness because you just want to please him. Like God's love for you is so deep that when you make a mistake, you you just want to make it right. You just, you you want to make sure that it's good. Like, it disappoints you. God don't even got to rebuke you because you already disappointed in yourself because you like, why, I, I, why did I do that? But it's time to take them fig leaves off and come boldly out and admit to God what you've done. Tell them that you naked and ashamed. Tell them that I, I ate the fruit that you for, that you forbid me. You told me not to eat. I ate it, Lord. That's what he wants. And my God is so good. Watch what he does. He's not going to just leave you naked and exposed. He's going to clothe you. He's going to give you new garments. Mm. I'm telling you, he's so good. He's so good. Um, I want to read to you. Hold on. Let me go to, I think it's Revelations 22, verse 7. Look, I am coming soon. Blessed are those who obey the words of prophecy written in this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw all these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said, no, don't worship me. I'm a servant of God, just like you and your brothers, the prophets, as well as all who obey what is written in the book. Worship only God. Then he instructed me, do not seal up the prophetic words in this book, for the time is near. Let the one who is doing harm continue to do harm. Let the one who is vile continue to be vile. Let the one who is righteous continue to live righteously. Let the one who is holy continue to be holy. Look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward to repay all people according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes. They are they will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. Mm. 
Outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idol worshippers, and all who love to live a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message from the churches. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let anyone who hears this say, come. Let anyone who is thirsty, come. Let anyone who desires drink freely from the water of life. And I solemnly declare to everyone who hears the word of prophecy written in this book, if anyone adds anything to what is written here, God will add to the person the plagues described in this book. And if anyone removes any of the words from this book of prophecy, God will remove the person's chair in the tree of life and in the holy city that are described in the book. He who is faithful, witness to all things, say, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. So he said he want to give you the fruit. Remember back in Genesis chapter 3, he said that if they would eat the fruit, right, again, they would live forever. And God is saying he wants to give you that fruit that'll make you live forever. And you know what that fruit is? The Holy Spirit. Because he bears all the fruit, child. He bears all the fruit. He bears all the fruit. The fruit of the spirit. He wants to give you his spirit. Then he said, in the last days, I will pour my spirit out upon all flesh. Ask the Lord to pour his spirit out upon you. Listen, I'm going to pray for you. You know, I'm going to pray for you before you go. But desire the spirit of God. And eat of the fruit that his spirit gives you. Eat, of the, eat the fruits of the spirit, the joy, the peace, the patience, the long suffering. Eat the fruits, okay? He is inviting all who are willing to accept him and his message. He is saying, come. If you're thirsty, we're going to give you something to drink. We're going to give you this living water. You ain't going to thirst no more after this. You done searched and you done looked and you've been trying to find out exactly what is your life about why am i here and can i tell you if you just take a sip of jesus if you just say lord show me show me you i promise you with the revelation he give you you won't be thirsty no more at all it's all okay so i'm gonna pray for you and then you already know i'm gonna let you go Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you for this word, Lord. I thank you for being who you are. I thank you for being faithful to who you are, Lord. I thank you for keeping us, Lord. Even when we didn't know we needed to be kept, I thank you, Lord. Father God, I'm just praying for you, child, receiving this word. I'm praying that she will begin to dwell in your presence. Lord, I pray that you begin to breathe on her, Lord, as she comes to life again. Lord, I'm praying for her that she will begin to eat of the fruits 
of your spirit, Lord. We know that that's your word. She begins to just read your word and digest what you have said and really read your word with eyes that see. That she begins to listen to your words with ears that hear, Lord. And that she begins to get revelation, Lord. Give her some new wine, Lord. That wine that you done kept up, that you done stored up for such a time as this. Give her that new wine, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you for just your presence, Lord. I thank you that your presence sets us out from those that are outside of your presence, the people of this world, Lord. I thank you that your presence sets us apart and it keeps us safe, Lord. And I thank you for going ahead of us to get us into the land that you have made for us. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for your provisions. I thank you for your encouragement, Lord. I thank you for the advocate. I thank you for your truth. And I just want to give your name all the glory, honor, and praise. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Family, God good, okay? He got it all figured out. He got it all planned out. Desire the presence of God. Don't live outside the gates any longer. Don't live outside the gates just like, okay, I'm going to get to heaven when I die. No, choose to bring the kingdom of heaven down to earth. Jesus said that he will give you the keys of the kingdom. And he said, wherever you bound on earth will be bound in heaven he said wherever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven so if you got the keys to the kingdom that means you can walk through it you feel me if i give you keys to my house right and i say whoever you let in my house can come in my house and whoever you don't let in my house listen it, it, I, here goes the keys that means that you can come through my front door and you're able to come in and, and dwell with me so God has given you the keys. What are you going to allow to be loosed in your life? And what are you going to allow to be bound in your life? Don't be distracted any longer. But have a deep, deep, deep desire to be with God today. Right now, you have the, the ability, you have the opportunity to bring the kingdom of heaven down to earth. You right now. You can decide to be in the presence of God, knowing that he is with you, knowing that he will not forsake you, know that he will not abandon you, know that he is your shelter, know that he is your refuge, know that he just got you, that he is your provider. Just knowing that, but enjoying who he is. You know what's, what song is making me think of? Um, my girl, what's her name? Vicky. Vic is somebody. Vic, I think it's Vicky. But she said, because of, you, of who you are. I had to listen to that if I get done this. That, that's it right there. But she said, you are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. You Jehovah Nisi. She said, because you reign. You reign over everything. Jehovah Shalom, he is your prince of peace. Do you need peace, peace today? Come to him as Jehovah Shalom. Do you, what do you need? Or do you just want to see him? Do you just want to meet Yahweh? What you want to do? do? Do you want to see the power in the name of Jesus? Do you want to see that he is El Shaddai, that he is God Almighty? 
is Jehovah Rapha? Jehovah Rapha is the healer. Do you need healing? What you need? Or do you just want him to be Elohim? Do you want him to be God? What do you want? Do you just want to witness the goodness of God? I pray that that is your heart posture. I really pray that you just begin to desire to to dwell in the kingdom of heaven all the days of your life. In the name of Jesus, you do not have to wait until you die. But if you choose to die to yourself today, you can enter in. You don't got to wait until you take your last breath. Just die to yourself today. Ask the Lord to remove your filth. You are keeping yourself away. Can't nobody else do it. Adam and Eve hid from God. It wasn't about the serpent deceiving them. It wasn't about none of that. It was what they chose to do. They chose to hide. Are you going to hide or are you going to come out? Which one? I'm going to let you go. But I love you guys so, 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 so much. And Do not forget that most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.